This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Melro 210, the quarantine sideshow We Hate Movies podcast. Now, we, I'm yeah. ask, I am asking everyone to put on their sunscreen and remain indoors because this quarantine ain't ever going to end. Yep, because sunscreen's good for sex stuff, too. Yes, <laughs> oh, exactly. That's very true. Put on rubbers, dude. Be careful out there or in there, wherever you uh, are. I am joined by the rubber baron, Eric Siska. Uh <laughs> There's Chris Cabin somewhere around here. I can't Hi. see him. And I got my eyes closed. I feel like Andrew Jupiter is with us as well. Yo! That's right. Still doing the ALF thing. Loving Till it. It's dead in the ground. <laughs> Are you making uh, crafts with the cat bones after you eat them? Or uh, what's what's the deal with that? Yeah, dude. Well, so I'm like planning it out. Like it depends on the cat that I can find. You know, mm-hmm. I got a dictate project based on cat. But yeah, I got a nice uh, sweater going. Oh, um, a nice little lamp set here. Do you, yeah, do you have a uh, like a deranged little old man to smoke crack with? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that dude died recently. He did yeah. die. Uh, I don't think anyone was that sad. I think he was supposed to be like a notorious asshole. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought he was like... cool aside from the drug. I mean, which oh I yeah, don't I guess it was the drug thing. But it was oh no, of course everyone's got their problems and everyone's. Hey, man, I don't begrudge a drug user right now, even at all, a little bit. I'm not, not like some Jake Hansen fucking throwing people's cocaine around. This guy Absolutely is on not. thin ice with me. <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking about, uh, for love or money, uh, Melrose Places, I want to say this is their fourth episode. Correct. Uh, it is, and I can't believe they got a fifth. Original air date, <laughs> uh, July 29th, 1992. This moralistic horse shit, dude. Get it out of my Melrose place. Flush it down the fucking toilet, man. Melrose place is a place for sin, debauchery, <laughs> possibly bestiality. Absolutely. None of this fucking righteous nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Shake the pans. That's it. It's, it's Jane and Michael. They're bringing a goat into their apartment. And everyone's <laughs> like, hey, what's with that goat? And they're like, you'll fucking figure it out. Like, no, Sorry, guys. I, got, I, got, I forgot our anniversary. I got to make it up with bestiality. No, we're not milking it, idiot. <laughs> you, you know what derailed me immediately on this episode? Is uh, it starts the cat, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We know the themes. And then. What does he say? Cast in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, d- uh, I couldn't piece that together, guys. <laughs> Thank <laughs> that, you for telling me that. Thank you. That's uh, really, that helps everything. Going that's on. just letting everybody know that no one's more important than anybody else. That, you know, just because Josie Bissett is the first one, she's not the star of the show. Now, Chris, I mean, it's also there's children that might watch. We know uh, Stephen Andrew Portuk. So mm-hmm. um, people need to learn the alphabet when they're young while they're learning <laughs> sure. about horniness. Uh-huh. That's, that's true, Eric. I, horny I, I take alphabet. It back. How about this? We a do... new Fox show called Horny Alphabet. I oh, get... my God. Hosted by Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> 
Dude, I can't believe Fox is doing this Joe Exotic horse shit. What are they doing? Are, wait, I don't know what's doing? going on here. It's like in conjunction with TMZ or something. And I have to say, I've only watched like one episode of this fucking Tiger King nonsense. And like, it's gotten to a point now when that show debuted this like Fox TMZ co-production. I was like, now it's gone too far. Now it's a thing where I feel like it's fucking ruined because it's just everywhere. It's kind of ruined. I watched yeah. it. We watched it like when it, a couple of nights after it came out. We, we plowed through it. It's right in our wheelhouse. Trash pseudo documentary. It's a documentary, but trash documentary with trashy people. But it, it, the culture is taking it away from us. and I don't like it. Yeah, definitely. I, I liked it when I watched it. But like, my Lord, it's getting too much. I didn't even hear about this Fox TMZ show. So what is this like a continuation? Yeah, it's like, oh, all the stuff we couldn't show you on Netflix or didn't want, you know, a different such and such and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, because the guy who looks like a uh, 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 Freddy Krueger uh, with the black hat. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. That yeah. guy, oh, I that think dude, he yeah. sold all of it to Fox, all the extra stuff. God dude, bless that him. Guy, I don't, God I, bless him. It was a real rogues gallery to figure out who was the worst. He might have been the worst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, you mean handsome Frank Miller? Yeah. <laughs> now I've <laughs> that's eerily accurate, Chris. Uh, now because I only watched the one episode. Is this the guy who's like? He says that he came in and made Joe Exotic's web show. Yes, like a real, yeah. Okay, that's that. Guy, yep. And wow, like, Chris, that was scarily accurate describing <laughs> that guy. I came in with the experience. And I might have burned down that shed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin it for the man. Oh, it's all right. I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it was case in point last night. I went to watch it, and I promise we'll talk about my most place. But I was like, oh, yeah, all right, let's get into the next episode of that. And I was like, episode two. 47 minutes hmm i don't know about that better find something shorter and then proceeded to watch a 47 minute episode of deep space and i <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, honestly quark could show up on tiger king and i wouldn't be too surprised <laughs> ow look at all these humans <laughs> killing each other over animals uh, he owes me 400 quadrangles and i need it for the tigers <laughs> Anyways, we By start the way, with. I wouldn't Mike. be surprised if there was a Walmart bus of spoiled meat that was being dropped <laughs> off at DS9. Cabin made me realize I have been keeping because I'm in my notes, like I mentioned last time. I think I'm breaking stuff up into plots A, B, and C. <laughs> yeah, but I have a special place now for non-plots, which is the first thing we're going to talk about. I'm guessing, but also stuff like Chris just said, noticing things in the opening credits, including what I think is a huge bullshit shot. In the opening credits, oh, please. Grant Show uh, as Jake opening that fridge in the middle of the night with his shirt off and those washboard abs. And I was like, this motherfucker doesn't have the munchies, man. I'm the kind of guy that has the munchies. Well, we should talk about that because that's kind of where we start. It's Michael and Jane working out. They're running. <laughs> and I'm like, that's all the show should be is like, hey, Billy, can, are you working out now? Because I want to use the the gym down there. Can I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go do my abs, get my abs. Like, all these people are in incredible shape, and they're never working out except for Michael in a Dr. Seuss shirt. <laughs> Dude, a cat in the hat shirt specifically. <laughs> it's crazy. It's something it you get at the Macy's crazy. Day Parade. Like, it's just nuts. Dude, any, like, you know, Joe Blow off the street in L.A. that morning could see him running with Jane and be like, that crazy man's chasing that poor woman. <laughs> and, those, and these two are having a fun run, and I don't appreciate it. Yes, it's true. Fun isn't, you know, exercise isn't supposed to be fun, kids. Yeah, it's no, true. fuck you. Fuck you, you in-shape fucks. Uh, so they run in and Jake is working on his bike. 
I guess I uh, yeah, I guess Allison would have the A story here by your metric, Andrew, and then Jake would be the B. That's correct. And yeah. Matt as is the C. Oh it, my it, god, dude. If, it is it is A, B, and then fucking let's go back to talking about the opening credits some more, and then the <laughs> C plot. <laughs> Yeah, he should be on, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Briscoe County Jr., because he's on a high fucking horse. <laughs> wow. What a reference. <laughs> you know, that would have slayed back when this show was on the air. Yeah, Absolutely. That's what I was trying to think here. You should have mailed it into Leno. <laughs> you know, folks, you're watching this Melrose place. It's Matt. Uh, you might as well be on Briscoe County Jr. because I'm on the high horse. Oh, Phyllis <laughs> doesn't let me watch that show. It gets a little too sexy for me, and I Phyllis gets jealous. <laughs> I like Jay's. Uh, I like uh, Jake's motorcycles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I watch a show called uh, Jake's Garage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, you see that Jake? Yeah, he's uh, he's working at uh, a coffee store, but gets fired. Maybe he should get hired by friends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, essential so, perk, I guess. So Mavis is concerned that it's too horny for Jay because he starts jacking off when the motorcycle comes out. <laughs> oh, Mavis is that his wife's name? I've I been think calling her Phyllis. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever, uh, some name you haven't heard since the Great some, Depression. Some denim babe. So Allison's story. <laughs> it's got to rub off all that indigo. Oh, all my <laughs> denim babe. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't expect me and my army of denim babes. I uh, paid uh, $10 million and had a woman made of denim. And uh, I get to have sex with her all the time. Yeah. I went to the doctor from uh, under my skin, and uh, he made me a denim babe. <laughs> I call it Jean. <laughs> Come on. Jean, Jean. <laughs> How did I not see that coming? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I blindsided myself with a bus. Uh, so, yeah, it's Allison. She's at her uh, office. She got a flirt going on with uh, this guy uh, by the name of... I, 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 I'm just gonna call him Zach Galligan. I don't get yeah, a his shit. name's Rick, I believe. Uh, oh, oh no, 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 no! Didn't you get it? it, it, it it's no Rich Boy. He's the son of the suntan lotion baron of L.A. or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. Much like Abe Froman, Sausage King of Chicago, it's this dude, suntan king of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, so he's like flirting with her. He keeps like giving her all sorts of snacks. Like he's in the mail room and like leaving her fun different snacks. And she's like, "Oh my god!" And she's like, "She's into him," which you know he's a good looking guy. And this is like, yeah, two- it's a 1992 Zach Galligan. That's totally fine. It's two years after Gremlin. I don't know if Gremlins. I don't know if the Zalman Kings release started up yet. Well, that two was years like- after Gremlins two. Gremlins two. Yeah. Apologies. So Salmon King, that was like a late night like porno show or something? Yes, that was uh, Red Shoe Diaries. Right. Oh, he was in, oh yeah, Zach Galligan did. Was he performing in these? What was going on with <laughs> Unsimulated. <those? laughs> no, very simulated. He was just in, no, he's just in a bunch of like late night Skinamax kind of like stuff. I know that he went that route, but what I'm asking is like, is he playing the mailroom guy on those shows or is he like fucking people? Is he pumping, he was, is he pumping oh, no, he people? Was, I think he was fucking people. Interesting. What about gremlins? Was he fucking gremlins? <laughs> He's fucking that lady gremlin. Dude, that's... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do that. Who did that? The uh, that other guy, Robert Picardo. Yes, Robert... yes. Oh, I was about to say Voyager. Right. Oh God, yeah. So they're like eating in their like outside. They're like kind of having a little bit of a work date, and then he really asks her out. This is when 
uh she finds out that he is this like she it's kind of weird where allison's i mean allison's like just such a uh, a nothing character uh and a wimp a total fucking wimp which we'll get into oh my god dude total pushover and she but she's like you don't know where she's going because like she's into him but then the second she finds out that he's like the heir to the suntan lotion empire she's like well hello there mr suntan man yeah it's well, ridiculous sure. I mean, mm-hmm. is this where they, they get, like, a little lunch together outside? Yes. Yeah, that, I well, that's bring, how she finds out. Right. I want to bring up something in this scene because it was very pivotal to pivotal to everything we know about Allison as a person, which is, number one, nothing, and number two, <laughs> that she likes peanut butter. She does. She had peanut butter on celery she brought to work, and Zach Galkin's like, this means you like peanut butter. And it's oh, like, so far, that's been most of the characterization of this character. That's hey. true. We, we know two things about her. She went to college, yep. and she likes peanut butter. Hey, yep. hey, Rick, Rick, if you don't want to pay for my peanut butter, you stop picking up my peanut butter. That's my celery stick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you right. want to give me 50 cents or oh, give it back? Don't get me started on Allison's peanut butter, Rick. Oh, I heard this story a thousand times. What a sob. Tail. Oh. Yeah, I also get so upset when I put it on my balls and talk to the dog. <laughs> just talk to the dog. <laughs> just talk. We're just talking. Just hanging out, talking with the dog. Peanut just, butter. I'll make that. Just so two sorry. The dog is an adult. Billy's an adult. They're just in a room. They're just talking. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think about the stock market? Yeah. Did you see this interesting article in The Economist? <laughs> So she agrees to the date. She also, we meet this other, uh, this boss character, this female boss, whose name I, I don't care Ms. to bother. Miss Cabot. Miss Cabot. And she goes, wow, she is just so confident, which really made me laugh. There is a couple of banger uh, LOL lines for me on this episode, one of which being, she's so confident. <laughs> made me crack up. So she goes to, she she goes home. She's getting ready for this date with this dude. And it just the 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 set like everybody needs to stay out of my business here on Melrose Place. I'm not close- today, Allison. I, I know it's just like everybody needs to leave me the fuck alone. I'm yeah. going on a date. I would like to go on a date with a guy that's not here. No, because people are going to cross the corridor or whatever this courtyard. Courtyard. Yeah, courtyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In L.A., they got courtyards, and in, in in New York, we got corridors. Um, <laughs> so crossing this this courtyard with this. Come and get me dress. Oh, Allison needs to wear this because that's a guaranteed fuck. Yeah, it's like, okay, here's the thing. Sandy and Rhonda burst into this apartment because they're fighting over, like, Sandy's like, I got the perfect dress for Allison to get fucked in, (laughs) y'all. And then Rhonda's like, excuse me, that's my come fuck me dress. And then, like, as they're fighting, they just enter the apartment to give it to her together. And I was like, excuse me. I did not hear a single fucking knock on a yes, door no. anywhere. Well, and I'm, poor Billy's getting out of the shower. <laughs> I, not poor Billy at all. He's just like, oh, hey, ladies, how's it going? <laughs> Don't mind me and my fucking shower towel. <laughs> look, Sandy. Look, Sandy. We need that dress because otherwise no man would find either of us attractive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at all. It would be a fucking dead gay. <laughs> but Allison is like in a towel in this sequence, and so is Billy. It is very weird. And like oh. she's just trying to get dressed. I don't even know what the conversation was. Was Allison like, "Hey, Sandy, do you have anything?" Or she was just like, "Hey, Allison, you going on a date, girl? Because I got some sex stuff for you. Here's some lewds. Here's a dress." Hey, Allison, here's the problem, y'all. I heard through the grapevine y'all have a date. Well, everybody knows you're famous for being 
terribly dressed. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what it is. I don't yeah. think there was any solicitation on the part of Allison to get this fuck me dress. And then Rhonda wants the juicy details. Get the fuck out of my house. Here's where it's just like, you know what, Rhonda? I sucked his dick. <laughs> yep. I, I sucked his yep. dick in the parking lot. Is that what you want to hear? Get the fuck out of my apartment. Neither of you knocked. It was mediocre. I didn't swallow. How about that? <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Did he, like, it. splatter on the asphalt then? Probably. Hey, and Michael was out there yelling about those oil spots, too. <laughs> hey, this is going to stain. This is going to stain out here. <laughs> That's right. Michael was upset that Jake was fixing his motorcycle in the courtyard where oil could congregate in a pool underneath it. <laughs> and his rent is late. By the way, the rent is like seems to be weekly here. It's like a fucking flop house. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I think these kids are week to week, dude. They have to be. <laughs> so, um... Uh, Zach Gallagher shows up, and Billy's like, well, I'll answer the door on my towel. Hey, you better have her home by 11 o'clock. That's her curfew. I'm like, you know what, dude? You got to move out. Honestly, it's, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, that was it. That was the last, that was literally the last straw. Like, here's the thing. If you want to be the funny dude, and you open the door in a dude towel with your fucking ripped Andrew shoe abs, that's fine. But then he like keeps pushing it yeah. and he makes the, the comment about curfew and he's like, oh, don't worry about it, Allison. Me and Rick talked already. And it's yeah. like, now it's gone. Now you've ruined the joke. Now I, you're yeah. into well, another territory. I think this actually writes her off as a romantic lover for Rick because then Rick's just like, yeah, I'm just going to steal her ideas now and get ahead <laughs> at the job. Hi. And she's obviously got this weird relationship going. So fuck that. I don't want to get involved Hi. in that. Hi, Alf. Would you like to have the worst part of having a boyfriend with none of the good ones? <laughs> I'm the whole packet. Yep, that's right. There's, there's pubic hairs on the toilet, and you never have sex with me. It's everything you've ever wanted. But I get jealous and very protective for no reason. <laughs> uh, so they, they go on this date, and I, I don't want us to lose what I think is the greatest extra in the history of this show so far is the guy standing outside of this restaurant playing the saxophone oh, that looks exactly like old man Billy Crystal looks right now. I I missed him. I, I Dude, blinked and I missed. It's so dumb because like instead of showing an establishing shot of the restaurant, you have this guy playing the saxophone. He looks like Billy Crystal now, which is to say Billy Crystal, the older he gets, the more he just looks like an old Jewish woman. And I love it. And so it's that guy. He's playing the saxophone. And there's these two people standing way too fucking close to the saxophone player. And they like kind of, they give him a tip or something. And then it's like they kind of like pull into the restaurant and you realize like, oh, this guy was just playing outside the restaurant. Yeah. But then you can hear the guy's fucking saxophone that, inside the restaurant. He doesn't have a, a, a spot. He's a walking saxophonist. <laughs> He's just going down the street, blowing yeah. into his sax. Kevin, I, you're totally right. I got it fucking on the TV right now, and it's that exact scene, and he just walked by the restaurant. I will say, uh, <laughs> not since the quarantine, but there is a guy in Jersey City. There's like an open kind of, uh, I wouldn't call it a courtyard. It's like a, a pedestrian mall kind of a thing, and there will be a dude that plays saxophone in the middle of the afternoon in the spring sometimes, and it's pretty sexy. That's oh, I mean, magical. that's it's totally great, but you can't have this Billy Crystal motherfucker walking <laughs> no. down Sunset Boulevard, dude. Well, Steve, yeah. does he look like Billy Crystal at all? No, he looks like a tweaker. <laughs> He's got a tweaker vibe to him. <laughs> Nobody's going right up his arm. You know how that goes. It's funny that uh, the older Billy Crystal gets, the more he looks like his character in The Princess Bride. Yes, no, that's the makeup. Me, you're, 
It's exactly correct, and it's very hilarious. Um, so they're having a nice little date. He kind of, you know, he's explaining like, "Oh, it's so hard to be a poor little rich boy. Like, you know, <laughs> I have to work so much harder than everyone just to get ahead." It's like, "No, you fucking don't." Well, he's working in this mail room. Like, this is the bullshit thing, right? He's working in this mail room. His old man is a fucking sunscreen magnate. And it's like, you know, it's it's that thing where, like, he's going to do this job for, like, two years, get nowhere. Yeah. And then the, the old man's going to be like, all right, you're a fucking embarrassment. You can just get on the dole with everybody else now. <laughs> well, it's just, no, it's, it, he's working as hard as Max Landis, you know? It's just, like, <laughs> you're out there and you're trying to make it. And you're just, you're, like, you're saddled by that last name. You know, everyone's like, oh, wow, you're another Landis. Like, no, man, I'm my own Landis. I'm my own Landis. <laughs> I want to be my own Landis. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, though, man. That shit. Well, like, that fucking piece of shit's never going to make another movie. But Thank like, God. Or, like, you're, like, the right man, and you're like, now I'm just going to remake a movie my dad did. Well, he was a... Uh, Landis got stopped because he got fucking rightfully Me Too'd before that fucking American Werewolf movie can get off the ground. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, no, he was about to do the exact same thing. You're right. I but forgot I do, I do that agree. was happening. Oh, yeah. I do agree with you about uh, Ivan Reitman, though. Why are we hiring Ivan Reitman when you should be looking for the right man for the job? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah there's. Uh, I don't have crickets <laughs> here, Eric. I can't just put them up. I forgot to fucking set up the cricket soundboard. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're. You know, someone's listening to this in a field. Uh, <laughs> no, someone slapped their knee to that. They appreciated no, it. They did. <laughs> no. So she's like, "Wow, you know, I just always." I love your dad's sunscreen. He's like, you do? And she's like, yeah. You know, I was even thinking about this, about a great campaign. And he's like, well, why don't you tell it to me? And she's like, you know, I just think that sunscreen is so 90s right now. You know, it's ecological. It helps people. It's good for you. It's sexy. And I want to make a sexy sunscreen thing where it's called hotter than the burn. And this idea is so good that this kid has to steal it word for fucking word. <laughs> Like, what a... Gr oh, fuck! The scene, and I, there's a great thing I don't want to skip over, but the scene of him pitching it to that boss is one of the funniest fucking douche chill moments I have seen on the show so far. Uh, but I don't want to miss... <clears throat> they come home from the date, and they've had this, like, fun back-and-forth convo back at that lunch meeting in the parking lot where she's, like, something-something about office romances, this, that, and the other thing. Zach Galligan's fucking line right here as he's walking her home is, what do you think of office romances so far? And Allison is fucking all for Zach Galligan right here. They start making out. Meanwhile, Billy is doing the rear window treatment. Oh, yeah, dude, he's looking <laughs> through the blinds. It's incredible. I mean, here's the thing about the, uh, her, the, the suntan thing. If he wasn't a piece of shit, I would think that she is like trying to pitch me. Yeah, like totally. this was all for nothing. Like the, oh she so she's just yes, as fake yeah. as I am. Mm -hmm. Fucking fantastic. That's what uh Miss Cabot says to Allison when this whole thing blows up in her face. But I thought that was like obvious from the get-go. And I was just like, what, what well, this you is don't a big know reveal? again, the only thing we know about Allison is fucking peanut butter. We have no idea <laughs> what her idea like we find out now that she actually wants to be in advertising, like she really wants to be like a pitch lady or something. And I mean, I get they're still finding the character, but it's taking them quite a while. Uh she all yeah, so the next day she goes to work, she overhears uh, Zach Galligan now Rick 
uh, talking, you know, giving the exact same pitch word for word to the boss. She's like, wow, Rick, that's the best fucking idea I ever heard, which he's clearly just saying because it's the boss's son. She knows who's who. You know what I mean? It's not like, like, absolutely. It's like, oh, wow, man. Uh, Fucking bright. What a great idea. Max, what a, oh, <laughs> they're orcs and they're cops. Wow, we, we got to make this movie. We got to. Oh, oh, another movie where a woman falls in love with an assassin. My God, we fucking need it now more than ever. <laughs> Did he, what was that called? Like something ultra? Mr. Wright? Oh, Mr. Wright. Oh, with Sam uh... Rockwell. Yeah. Wait. Did he do, what was that movie with Jesse Eisenberg and Case yeah. Stu? That's also him. That's American Ultra. Jesus Christ, that and, kid sucks. And what is this? Victor? Frankenstein? <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, here's some money. That's something else. <laughs> you put a name in front of another name. <laughs> so uh, she's, and then like Allison gets really pissed off. And he, and then that's, I don't know what Rick's angle is here. Like he's clearly mostly trying to have sex with her as well. Do you think both are possible? Like you have to understand once you do one, the other one is not possible anymore. Except. Okay. Except for one thing, Steve, it could turn into because this is the advice that Miss Cabot gives. Because the douche chill thing I was mentioning was Allison is literally two and a half feet away from both of them when she overhears it. Oh, so sure. he's he's basically telling this to Allison again. It's like yes. I was fucking cackling. Classic but, neg. Totally. But this Miss <laughs> Cabot is like, hey, listen, this shit's gonna happen all the time, you know. So you got to fucking buck up and deal with it. It could, Steve, turn into a thing where they are both stealing ideas from one another and hate fucking oh the hate Ooh, fucking. i don't know I've, yes. never, I've never run into that in the wild i've only seen that on porn hub um, yeah i mean it's out there no you're thinking of revenge porn you dislike someone so much you find them so irresistible i that's that's a cheers thing that's never really happened in real life um <laughs> The a thing is, thing. that's what that's what Sam and Diane is. It's hate fucking. Oh, absolutely. But that's f- what I'm talking about. But the thing is, like, um, Allison, like, she finds out immediately. Uh, she goes to Rick and she confronts him, and he's like, "No, it's not your idea. I had that idea first. I just didn't tell you about it, or some nonsense lie." She's like, "Well, I'm gonna go tell the boss," and it's like, obviously, this isn't gonna work out. Obviously, like, that's not how like real the real world works. Like, if you you get sexually harassed, you t- tell the boss. Someone steals your idea, you just fucking you you come up with a better one next time. You know the what I mean? New Yorker like, is stealing my ideas. <laughs> but no, you're totally right. It's like, look, you shouldn't have let the cat out of the bag. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, like, first of all, it's fucking sunscreen. It's yes. one of the most innocuous products of all time. Nobody gives a shit. You think I've ever bought the same brand of sunscreen intentionally ever once in my life? No, Learned, of course not. Also, Learn the lesson from grade school nobody likes a tattletale period yes but it's also just a bad pitch fucking hotter <laughs> than the burn you know burn is not good yes that's true i know you like put put the word hot in there because it's the go go 90s <laughs> but it's a bad pitch and oh. they don't even go with it when they get to the final meeting with his father it's Thank the you. beach <laughs> Thank you for saying the 90s, Eric, because I now I need to remember when uh, she confronts him. She's like, hey, that was my pitch. He's like, I don't know, Allison. You know, we're all wa- listening to the same shock jocks in the morning. We're all, <laughs> yes. we're yeah, all watching the, the same, same MTV videos. Like, Dude, it's, it's, so, <laughs> it's so awesome because it's him. You're watching Zach Galligan's <laughs> character fucking drowning right on live TV because he has that whole thing. And then he runs into the fucking bathroom to try to escape from her. And she follows him into the can. And I was like, a woman in the men's bathroom. Oh, the go-go 90s. I, I love the idea that we would 
we're all listening to the same. Not just we're all listening to shock jocks. We're listening to the same shock jock. Okay. In a sea of shock jocks, Allison, <laughs> we are listening to the same one. We we all heard Jenna Jameson on the Sibian. We all did it. <laughs> Therefore, that's when, first, that's when I first thought of hotter than the bird. <laughs> so like she um. The boss is just like, hey, dude, suck it up. Come up with a better idea next time. Or maybe you should work with him, blah, blah, blah. And this is when Allison just quits her job, I guess. Yep, which is a thing you can do. She just she grabs the box. She does the whole thing and storms out of the office. I'm like, oh, okay, so you just quit your job. And that's you just lost your job by quitting it. Right. That's how that works. Mm -hmm. Everyone saw you with with the with the box. She says, uh. You know, it was something Miss Cabot is like, you know, well, something, something for next time. And Allison's like, I don't think there's going to be a next time. And I'm like, oh, OK, right there. You quit your job. <laughs> and what happens? Billy fucking convinces her to pull a George Costanza. <laughs> he does because she's like she's home and she's eating like it's like your bullshit 90s sitcom nonsense. Ice cream at Captain Crunch. <laughs> I, but did anyone... I appreciated that Captain Crunch made an appearance himself. <laughs> did anyone notice that the big wooden spoon she's eating with the ice cream with is like is completely empty this whole scene? Yep. And she keeps putting it in her mouth like it's fucking hook. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, she's just eating a bunch of blue frosting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's not eating. And he's like, I don't know, Allison. You can't let this guy get to you like that. Just go back in there and tell him what the what. <laughs> just walk in like nothing happened and she does and the boss is like well it's good to have you back allison i'm like no you fucking quit a you're just the re- not to say just the receptionist but you're the receptionist you there there are people you you can get cycled out pretty easily you know what i mean like yeah, this lady doesn't give a fuck but, about you uh, but steve doesn't she see a little bit of herself in allison <laughs> oh, sure I always forget about your your premier dramatic writing degree, Chris, and I just can't see these things. <laughs> well, she does. Miss Cabot has a fucking uh, heartbreaking line, though, when uh, she says it's, it's something, something about the office romances. Oh, because Billy or uh, Billy uh, Rick sends her a rose like after their date before he steals the fucking uh, pitch. And she's like, oh, looks like someone had a good time. And she's like, yeah, Allison's like, I don't know about it or whatever. And this woman goes, take time to smell the roses. Oh, Lord knows I never (laughs) did. Oh, I was like, hello, Kathy Cartoon. I have been fucked in 30 years, Allison. (laughs) But thank God for chocolate. (laughs) So the idea is she needs to do a pitch with uh rick uh for his dad which is super awkward anyway oh yeah and they like have to do a work meeting and he's like so what ideas you got she's like i don't care mister you could do it yourself and then she storms off and she comes up with a great idea which is like a completely different than the idea that she pitched originally well you can't use the fucking stolen one no but i mean like you know if it's if if the idea is like we're like sunscreen is for sex then all of the ideas in this campaign should be sunscreen is for sex you can be having sunscreen is for sex but then it's also like i protect you i'm a fireman like whatever nonsense this shit is but dude that's the thing steve i mean we've all watched mad men here and steve you're going through a rewatch right now all advertising is is fucking vomiting up garbage onto a board and praying to God something sticks. So it's like, oh, if you don't like that direction, cool. We can go the non-sexy direction. We we made fun of it, but it really is about confidence. Like yes, the, yes, what she true. likes about her is like, oh, you can sell fucking garbage to these idiots. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're what, selling garbage. What she tries to sell is that, like, that, that false pastiche that we like to throw in society of like, oh, here's the fireman and here's everyone being happy together and you're protected when you're with us and you're protected when you wear this sunscreen because all these people also wear it. Fucking Rick's uh, counter (laughs) thing is amazing because it's just like it's a before and after kind of riff. Okay, so this woman's got horrific skin cancer. <laughs> and we just put that on the screen for a while. But here's what she would look like if she didn't have horrific skin cancer. And the dad is just like, uh, that all you got? Victor. Oh, my God. It's so He's like, uh, what else you got, Ricky? So, so that was part one of uh, many, right? Yeah. You got <laughs> yeah. something for? Oh, crap. Oh, yeah. So, so is- his name is Victor Frankenstein, huh, Max? Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Esther Werewolf sounds phenomenal. <laughs> John Dracula, sign me up. <laughs> how you doing, uh, John Dracula? Oh, uh, hey, uh, Larry from the Black Lagoon. How you doing? <laughs> uh, the uh. E- yes, I'm the Ian Man. <laughs> uh, the kid sucks. Donald Trump. Oh no, <laughs> he's one of the Monster Party for sure. <laughs> he is absolutely. But the biggest, most insane garbage fucking turn of all of this is when that dad is putting Zach Galligan on the spot. He's totally frozen. And it's like, this is it, dude. Allison, you're saying you're fucking cutthroat, man. Like, here it comes. And she's just like, oh, actually, uh, Rick, what about that other great idea you had? Oh, I forgot to give you all your great notes back after we talked about this yesterday. And she fucking just gives this guy another idea. Yes, which, and he's like, thanks. And it's like this really sweet thing. Like, that's not growth for the character either. Like, and I, I don't think it's being cold-blooded by letting somebody fucking fail who fucked you over five minutes ago. That dude was the first one on the front lines of fucking her. And, he, and he's in front of his father. Of yeah. course it doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, this whole thing's a fucking show, Kevin. You're totally right. Get out Very the fuck true. Out but of here. hey, Allison gets a gigantic Hershey kiss out of it. <laughs> mm. Oh man, now she's getting paid in chocolate. Excellent. Uh, I'm I sure love- Mr. K will love that in the fucking red check. Boy, I love being treated like a child. Oh <laughs> man, I fucking love it. <laughs> and the boss is like, well, you did a great I, I know it was your idea truly allison and you know what i do see a little bit of myself in you don't i and like kind of walks away (laughs) and it's like whatever that's her storyline um then we've got jake uh yeah he's again one one fucking one 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 day away from fucking skid row man he's really just (laughs) is a sack of shit (laughs) this guy is fucking terrible so michael is just like hey man you owe rent and uh what are you gonna do about it he's like all right man i'll get you the fucking rent dude it's like i i know but all right he's like i'm gonna get a job today today i'm gonna get a job aggressively poor (laughs) being aggressive about it this is a weird thing because this has happened maybe it was also with jake in a previous episode or was another character maybe the notion of like all right fine i it's like they treat getting a job like you're going to take out the trash. Yes, like, exactly. Yes. Like, look, I promise you, all right, I'm going to go out today. I'm going to get a job this afternoon. Just shut up. And I'm like, boom, boom, 90s, dude. I, I, yeah, I guess so, dude. Look, it's, look, just, it's such an unrealistic thing in present day society. Look, I worked through all my statutory rape shit. I'm ready to be employed, <laughs> baby. Let's go. <laughs> that is true. This is the first time Jake's entire storyline does not involve dating a teenage girl. 
Yeah, that's a it's breath a, of fresh air. It's a step in the right direction for old Jake. Um, so he goes to, speaking of the boo-boo 90s, a coffee shop. Not just a coffee shop, but a frou-frou, cappuccino, something-something, macchiato, Dennis Leary, can't I get a cup of coffee anymore, place. It's yeah. it's ridiculous how much of this is just a fucking Dennis Leary routine here. And this, this like, this, uh, this, this European fucking boss here, this guy... It claims that people drive what does he say something like miles people, like me yeah, miles to go get this coffee i'm like i don't know this place looks pretty unremarkable <laughs> well it's <laughs> los angeles you. they gotta drive miles to do anything oh that's true sure well this guy you know jake's like or he says something the guy it's a weird thing where he's like jake comes in and he's like uh hey saw your help wanted sign what do you need help with and the guy is instantly like oh can you use this coffee maker and jake's like yeah it's just like uh you know a big deal mr coffee whatever and this guy's like mr coffee cannot make a macchiato well maybe (laughs) if you want a job jake don't show up in your dungarees with the with the one ad in your pocket and be like hey man you got a job or what yeah and lip <laughs> off during the interview <laughs> yes exactly and like he's like all right so you know you, you could you could do this come to you and he's like sure i'll do it so now he's just working at the coffee shop his ex-girlfriend shows up played by none other than uh what's her valerie johnson or michelle johnson michelle johnson that's right of uh blame it on rio fame <laughs> oh get out of fucking town yeah. wait you could a drive second. you could drive a baby wild with desire my friend yes you could oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's, called, is, it's all coming back to me now i know dude i just had a fucking <laughs> acid flashback a question about michelle johnson and zach Allegan. Um, sure would they? I guess they'd be better off having landed roles like Allison and or J- or Billy specifically, right? Like they would rather be cast members on Melrose Place, or would they rather get, get their guest spot in to keep their bullshit movie careers afloat? I, I think it's the latter. I think, I think they really one, yeah. want to keep the movie stuff because, like Galligan, at that point, he's under he's he has two franchises he's working on. One's much lesser than the other, but. You know, I yeah. mean, yeah, and, I guess Waxwork is a franchise, Kevin. There's two of them, yeah. And that, people used counts. to always look down on TV, right? Back yeah, then, anyway. True. Before the, the golden same, age. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you know, Michelle Johnson, yes, definitely could be on this show. Zach Algan's just got too much of, like, a nice guy thing going. You know, he's not, yes. like, sexy enough to live at, you know, Melrose Place. It's very true. I mean, he doesn't want to hear it, and I'm sorry, Zach Galligan, but yeah, yeah, it's just I, the fucking is, truth. Excuse me, there's Melro. Yeah, I'm just saying that this, this guy's not sexy enough to live it here at my Melrose place. <laughs> hey, uh, it is uh, it is one week and done for this fucking goblin, you hear me? Uh, you look, listen to me. I will pay primo money to see Zach Galligan naked. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, you get me that. And your rent is on Mel. Oh All my right. God, that Zach Gilligan's turning my little, uh, <laughs> my oh, little, uh, my little uh, gizmo into a gremlin. <laughs> oh man! Oh, you got it wet. Oh, you can't feed it after midnight. Get, get. <laughs> or can you? Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> makes me mogwai in my pants. Oh, uh, no, I know. Don't put uh, light yeah. on it. Don't put light on it. <laughs> Melrose here. Uh, Michael, you and Jane better get up and exercise, then clean my apartment because you got to be sexy and do my doable work. 
<laughs> yeah, you can stay here. You clean my apartment in the nude. <laughs> so she shows up, and she's, she's playing Perry, by the way. And uh, she's got a much shorter hair haircut than like she's like punky looking. She's got like a leather jacket, and she's like, "Oh, Jake, working at a coffee shop? Say what?" And he's like, <laughs> he's, "She's like, do you own this?" And he's like, "You know, I don't own it." <laughs> Dude, she does anyone recall? Actually, I think this is the greatest line uh, in the episode. Does anyone recall what she says to him while he's fucking steaming milk right here? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I love the way you bury that nozzle. Oh, man. And then there's some follow up of like, yeah, you always did or so. And I was like, good Lord, this is broadcast television. And then and then guy- he, go- he goes out for a coffee break with her and the guy's like, where are you going, Jake? We have the five hotels behind. And he's like, it's a coffee break, okay? And he goes out there and she's like, remember when we used to fuck on this motorcycle? Dude, what is this she's talking about? They fucking drove out to the desert and fucked on the motorcycle in the middle of the road. Nice, man. You know, you know what I think day. also happened here? is Perry aged out for Jake because she used to be 17. Now she's like 23 and he's like, ah, get the fuck out of here, yeah. Perry. He's like DiCaprio. <laughs> hey, Jake, me and my friends are going out for margaritas for my 21st birthday. Are you in? Jake? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Jake's motorcycle. He didn't even hang up the phone. He just dropped it and left. Yeah, he went to go check out the action at a playground. <laughs> So this guy's like, Jake, you better get back in here and fix these coffee orders. <laughs> it's very Bud Court, Dennis Haysbert in Heat. Yes, yes relationship. <laughs> it is because like he knows that he's got a, a a vulnerable dude on his staff that like is one step away from suicide, and he's like, I can fucking run this guy to the ground. <laughs> It's kind of fucking hilarious here because, you know, the guy, he goes back in and the guy's an asshole again. Yes. And uh, I don't remember what the guy says, but Jake's quitting line to this dude is, you bet you're tight ass. I <laughs> yes, I have that written down. That was one of my LOL. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you can call someone a tight ass. Like, oh, my ex-boss. I mean, what a fucking tight ass. Absolutely. I mean, that's And everyone knows what you're talking about. When you say... Your tight ass? That's a different connotation. You're checking you're checking out this dude's fit bun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a come on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you bet your tight ass I was like, I think pardon he me? was trying to say that the dude's uptight or something. Yes. Oh, absolutely. But that's not what he said. And it's like like he storms out. And if we cut back to that dude in the cafe, he's like, Well, say there, that man who worked here for three hours said I had a tight ass. <laughs> well, that's here's the difference. It's like if I'm talking about Eric, uh and I'm like, oh man. That Eric's a real tight ass. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's a tight ass. And they're like, you know what? That Eric, he's got a real tight ass. Everyone's <laughs> totally different. Well, I guess those situation. butt push-ups are finally paying off. <laughs> um, but th- th- he only quits after um, he goes to visit Perry at her gallery, and this is when she invites him to do this grift with her. Oh, my God, this fucking grift, which she has said at some point before... Uh, Oh, what is the fucking? Oh, line? the line is, "Oh, Jake, don't you remember being on the grift?" It was. Just oh yeah, remember when we were on the grift? And he's like, he's like, "Yeah, Perry, I guess that was fine. We just stole some bottles of cologne or whatever." <laughs> uh, and like, because 
much like Dylan's quote unquote dark past on Melrose on Beverly Hills 90210, the Jake quote unquote dark past, it's always changing. It's like, did he kill somebody? I don't want to hire this guy at my coffee shop, man. I don't want him around here. Why? <laughs> that guy killed his fucking wife, man. <laughs> the, the, I don't the creepy vibe he brings up my goddamn coffee shop. <laughs> and my wife owns this coffee shop and she doesn't want him working around here either. I got to tell you, I just rewatched it the other night. Still excellent. Of course movie. it is. <laughs> um, so, like, she's, she, he, he at first turns her down, but then, like, you know, humdrum life, you know, kind of opens the door. And the grift is she's a dealer at an art studio, and she's like, Jake, you know, these people will buy anything I tell them to. They're so stupid. All I have to do is make up a fake bullshit abstract painting, and they'll buy it for, and, you know, sell you as the, the hot new sensation. And, like, here's the thing. That's just the art world. <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, it's not the yeah. entire art world, but, like, guaranteed this happens. This is kind of Andy Warhol. In a, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, well, this whole thing is, like, art. It's the perfect crime. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> like, it's not. I mean, like, A, like, you know, if somebody wants to spend $1,000 on a painting, that means it's art. That's how that shit works. Exactly. What? That dude with the fucking banana, $250,000. Yes. And this guy was about to make, ton, you know, Jake was about to make tons of money and maybe launch a new type of career. And he's like, no, people in the art world do drugs. That's So that's the thing. Is he, it's The idea is she's going to sell him because, you know, he's a sexy looking dude. Mm -hmm. And if you sell him as a as a cool artist, he's the hottest new thing, right? He's part of the, the piece. Yeah. Which, and you which don't is, have to but believe he's part in of the, art to do it. You don't have to believe in art to do it. Just do totally. it. Just shut your fucking mouth, Jake. <laughs> Listen, Pay shut up. You're going to fucking make a ton of money. And guess what? The best part of all of it, Jake, you're in Los Angeles. You are now part of the glitterati. And she exactly. even says, like, and we're not, and the best part is we're not breaking any laws. Like, yeah, of course. That's what look, fucking, that's dude, what commerce look, is. Look, Perry, I just can't betray Bandana Guy, okay? <laughs> I can't do it. I just met him. He seems fantastic. I won't betray him. Yeah, Perry has a fucking excellent line, though, when she's trying to sell him on this, where she says something about, like, she checked with, it's either lawyers or the police department. Yes. <laughs> Which it's like, I fucking love this notion of like, uh, hey, officer, can I talk to you for a quick second? Yeah, uh, I had this idea uh, to make a lot of money by lying to people. I just want to make sure what I'm about to do is not against the law. Can you weigh in on that? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He didn't. He wasn't a struggling artist at all. You're going to jail for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the death penalty. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. So, like, uh, Jake's into it at first, but, like, a little uncomfortable. He meets Of course he's into it. He gets his fucking dick wet, dude. The way they're making this art. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Dude. This is a sex painting, right? They're, like, dipping each other in paint. They're rubbing their bodies on the canvas. I mean, they're this is They're fucking against the canvas. Yeah. I mean, th this, is, this is... Here's the thing. This is, like, a performance art thing. Yes. You know, it's like fucking Maud Lebowski. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. we're nude. Yeah. There's paint all over us. Yeah, this like is if, legit. Yeah, it's like if Jackson Pollock fucked during his paintings. I Which feel like it, it may have happened, dude. Him yeah. and Lee Krasner getting it on. I mean, he put a cigarette down on his painting because, you know, afterwards, he liked to have a little smoke, watch a little Leno, go to sleep. <laughs> I feel like the producer and director, because they're both actors seem to be really into I bet they're like, are, are they really fucking? <laughs> you, know, yeah. you guys aren't fucking, are you? Because we get, you know, there's legal issues. Yeah, just, 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 just keep it PG-13, guys. Grant, put your dick away. <laughs>
<laughs> Impressive, by the way. Uh, the, there's a great, there's a great line though where they're they're dumping paint on each other, and he goes, "I always liked you in red," and Perry responds, "You always liked me in bed." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, writing for television," and then he's like, "Say it, say it." She's like, oh God, all right. I got to do this real quick. I have homework tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the only way I can shoot is if you're on a homework deadline. <laughs> so, um, you know, things are going well enough on the grift as it is. <laughs> and did, did anybody else get a number on how many times she says grift? She says it quite a few times. It's six it's almost times. Six times? Six okay. times I have. Well, let me ask you this, Kevin. Did you keep track of how many times she uses the name Phil? <laughs> oh, is that the other guy? That's dude. This fucking guy, Phil. Like they put on when when uh, when Jake initially visits the gallery. There's a song playing, and she's like, "You know who this is? He's interested in my art." And it's like Phil, Phil, Phil. And I was like, at first, I was like, "Oh, is this a thing where there's a money problem and we can't license a Phil Collins song?" Yeah. And she's <laughs> just saying like. Phil Collins this is, is Phil buying Collender. her art. This is Phil Collender. It's great. <laughs> yeah, right? But like then like there's this dude, Phil, <laughs> who's just this fucking musician from he, bottom fucking Skid Row. He's, you can, he's Bandana Guy. You can, yes. That's Bandana Guy. And right, he's got like a giant to- scarf or whatever. You are totally well within your rights to rip this dude off. You're absolutely yes, fine. That's yeah, look at this people like this bag. exist. Exactly. That's that's what they do. They they're like, oh man, this sexy lady and sexy dude sell, sold me this painting. It sucks, but I paid five grand for it. That's how that shit works. Absolutely, dude. It's like you take one look at this guy, and this guy might as well be wearing a fucking t-shirt that says, "Please rob me." <laughs> so um, Jake's like, yeah, he meets him. It's fine. He he gets into it a little bit. She's like, oh, you didn't wear the outfit I told you. He's like, I don't like getting dressed for you, baby. Cause I'm Jake. And then he goes, she, she excuses herself. He goes to talk to her in the back room. And he's like, oh, you're doing co- 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 cocaine. And co- I, the only, the only way this response is valid is if it's because he had massive problems with cocaine. Sure. And she knows about it. Exactly. Yeah, and but at the same time, she didn't invite him to go do cocaine. She went in the back true. by her fucking self. And this yep. nosy guy's going like, <laughs> what are you doing back there? What are you doing back there? And You're totally right, dude. You're totally right. And like a like a generous person offers him some. And he's yes. like, which the answer is just, no, man, I'm off that. I'm in rehab, whatever. And that, and you got to respect that. You can't be an sure. asshole about that. Absolutely. That's, that's their business. But he, she just goes, come on, Jake. And she kind of pushes. She doesn't push it in front of him. She kind of offers it to him a little more aggressively. And he flips this, like, $400 of cocaine this all over. Is... And he's like, Ugh. and she's like, oh, no, my cocaine. He's like, <laughs> no. He's like, you're pathetic. I'm like, no, that's a fucking, that's a lot of money. Like, whatever Phil pays for this fucking painting you guys are about to sell, half of that has to go for the spoiled coke. And, like, here's the thing, man. You can like not be down for whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've been, yeah. I've been offered stuff I don't want. You just say a quick no, thank you. I'm not flipping tables, man. <laughs> You're wasting all sorts of money. It's outrageous. And then he this carries this out into the gallery room where he takes down the painting that they made and he says, "Oh, you want this useless piece of shit? I'm not an artist here. You could have it." It's like you're just being a fucking dick, man. Like, here's the thing is if you write a screenplay and it's bad, but your intention was a bad screenplay, you're still an artist if somebody buys it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's exactly how that shit right. Works. 
Yeah, I mean, Michael let, Bay is an artist. <laughs> yep, Even 100%. if they don't buy it, Jake just making this painting makes him an artist, and he doesn't seem to understand that. She didn't kill him, but she would be completely in her rights to kill him for doing that, I <laughs> yeah, feel. Oh, I wow. agree, too. I think Jake should be taken out into the desert on the back of that motorcycle, not fucked, and instead put into a shallow grave. Yeah, get <laughs> with, the, dude buried with the bike, you think, or what? No, no, get the bats out. Let's do a casino style. <laughs> oh, yes. And I mean, you I think this bury with the bike to, uh, you know, cover up any evidence. You don't want to you don't want to take it to a chop shop. And then, you know, word gets around that you killed Jake and that's his bike. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I understand you don't want to glamorize coke, blah blah blah, which is fine. But I mean, like this, this is Melrose Place. It's not a fucking after school special. Exactly. It, she just needs to be like, nah, man, I'm cool, and they do it. And then maybe that tells you something about her character that she will or something. But like this whole like after school, like no way, I don't touch drugs. No, Steve, you're totally right. And here's the Melrose Place way to handle that. <laughs> he walks in on her in the back room. Uh, she's blowing some rails. He's not having it, but doesn't say anything. Then they get down to fucking again. And he's like, oh, right. I forgot. My good friend. uh, My good friend is uh, terrible. She's a terrible fuck when she's high on coke. And that's what turns him off. That's the move. So then we get the wheelhouse. So then we get some more Jake and Sandy stuff because they're trying to make Sandy work any way they can. Where well, we are just desperately <laughs> trying to make Sandy work. And she's just like, I don't know, Jake, you're good God stuff. And like, blah, blah, blah. He tells <sighs> he tells her that he's going to sell his motorcycle. He goes to sell the motorcycle to speaking of uh, Tiger King. It looks exactly like the scumbag that rips off the Tiger King. Oh, Jeff Lowe. He looks a lot yeah. like Jeff Lowe, this dude. Um <laughs> And he's like, oh, you know, I can't buy your bike, but man, whoever did that work is a great A motorcycle mechanic. You know, that's the funny thing, Steve. He calls him an artist. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, see what we're all, doing there? Every single business in the city of Melrose is <laughs> is saying, jobs jobs for sale. Here you go. <laughs> Everyone can have a job. Everyone can have a job. Like, Billy's like, I don't know. Do I want to be a fucker? Do I want to be a taxi driver? Hey, I'm a taxi driver. I mean, Maybe he Billy- would have sold that bad screenplay last week if, if Allison let him. I mean, what Billy should do is hear about Jake's experience with the whole art scene and just do that. Hey, Billy, go pretend to be an artist. Hey, Billy, it's the fucking surplus, baby. We got jobs everywhere. <laughs> you can take jobs. You can throw them away. Get another one tomorrow, baby. <laughs> Mr. President, you misdialed again. <laughs> I don't have the only job they don't want you to get is a blow. <laughs> hey, dude, is Allison up or what? <laughs> Oh it. man, I accidentally dialed Melrose Place again. Well, well, well let me let's uh, Allison. <laughs> Allison, do you want to talk to the president of the United States? <laughs> man, you know I don't want to talk to Matt. <laughs> so like we get to and he that's then Jake's like, "Ooh, I have a real job. That's exciting." Uh so then we have <laughs> Matt's bullshit story, which again like this is week like week 4 We've never, and like, this is the first, like, real quote unquote Matt storyline. And not that every storyline should revolve around him being gay, but they should say it once in a while, right? Like, am I nuts here or what? You're not uh, nuts. You're they not sh- nuts. They, sh- they should, like, I- explain why you're so passionate about this halfway house. Is it, is it something that's benefiting that community? Like, yes. what is going on here in that's his what story? I- yeah, that's a good call. And that's what I thought it was. It was like, oh, he's working at this halfway house. Maybe it's a thing for, like, 
queer teens can come if there's like issues with their home life or whatever it is they're just tiptoeing around it and it's mm-hmm. like you you can't get the credit if you don't do the work you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah exactly you just can't in the first episode say that this dude is gay and then just fucking coast on that <laughs> for half a season uh so yeah his thing is uh one of his cooks at the ha- halfway house uh quit and uh he needs somebody to help out and he asks Rhonda. Well my favorite thing is like Rhonda's just like, Oh man, am I I feel like I'm married to the utility company, this, that, and the other thing. He's like, save it, Rhonda, and he just kind of storms faster. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Later on, uh, D- uh Darren Star says save it, Rhonda, when he axes her from the series. Um <laughs> yeah. But you know Rhonda lasts longer than Sandy, by the way. I forgot about this. I meant to bring it up on the air, but uh Sandy if I'm, or, yeah, yes, it is. Sandy is only like halfway through this season. Oh, uh, okay. Is she uh, killed off? <laughs> no, she gets a job uh, acting on a soap opera and moves to New York. Ah. Mm-hmm. So she, um, she's like, oh, I can help. I, I'm gonna make my great chicken. Blah blah blah. And he's like, awesome. You're not gonna fucking bail on me again, are you, Rhonda? Because you literally always do that. She's like, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I love the Rhonda uh, practicing a new aerobics workout <laughs> routine. Just like in the courtyard. It is fucking hysterical because she's like, not only is she doing the steps, which like I get, like if you're doing an aerobics routine, like you have to know, you know, the the moves and everything. But she's also doing like the aerobics instructor dialogue to no one. <laughs> yeah, she's like, like come here on. Here we go. Yes. We're going to turn it out. Here we All right. Let's take it up a notch. And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Maybe she's like presenting it for someone." And then like when they cut the other way cuz I think like Allison comes out or something, uh they like do they do like a little shot reverse shot. When they go to the reverse shot, there's no one there and it's hysterically sad. So he, I mean, she agrees to do it. She shows up at his halfway house. She's like, hey, man, I forgot that I told somebody I would do a shift for them at the aerobic studio. I literally can't do it. And it's like, and he gets he gets, he gets really pissed because she leaves him high and dry. And that's kind of their thing. But, like, he's giving her, like, the cold shoulder for, like, parts of the episode. We keep I cutting mean, in on this cold right. shoulder bullshit. What you He's think? right. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, I mean, she she agrees to help out. This is like a charitable organization. And then she constantly doesn't show up. And he goes and buys tons of, like, chicken thighs and stuff because that's what calls that's what's called for in her recipe. And then yeah, he's like, I got all has, these groceries. Why yeah, and then yeah. he has to figure it all out. Why didn't she just come in early, do all the cooking, and then leave to do her yeah. shift? I Great understand question. that's more work, but fucking that's what you said to do. Also, here's the thing, Rhonda. Uh, I get you're trying to like be a friend or whatever, but this situation definitely calls for a phone call only cancellation. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> because she comes down there and she's like, hey, so I fucked up. I forgot that I have to, you know, I fill in for somebody's class tonight. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's cool. You can help me out with lunch right now. And she's like, uh, also, I have another class of mine in 10 minutes. So bye. Yeah. Phone it in. And then also the other thing, too, is when you fuck up with a friend, you let it go for a week and then you kind of pick it back up and be like, hey, you know, sorry about last last week. Here's a here's a six pack. I apologize. Absolutely. And she's like on his ass like that evening. Like, you still mad? You still mad? You still mad? (laughs) And he's like, I am trying to swim in silence right now. (laughs) 
And he's like, all you ever care about is money. And I get it. Like, blah, blah, blah. He's working a nonprofit. But like, you know, everybody's got to make a living here, Matt. Let's let's relax a little bit. That's the other thing, dude. It's not like she's like leaving. And I guess there have been other instances, according to Matt, where her track record is like, oh, there's a party I'm going to. Oh, I have a date. But in this instance, she has to work and she's making money. And that's all anyone on the show is ever complaining about is like trying to work and make a living. So like. You got to do it. And she's like, oh, I don't know what to say. And this is a fucking great Matt line, though, right here. He goes, say what you always say, Rhonda. Next time, Matt, I promise. Ooh. <laughs> but, like, part of the thrust of this is, like, Matt needs to chill out with this. So what? Some kids don't eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get over it. Um, so, like, he's, like, mad. And then eventually, like, he has a, he's a little thing with Allison, too. He's the one who kind of soft. He's, like, the show's conscience because she's, like, I'm going to go in there and steal his idea or something. He's like, well, that's not the Allison I know. And it's just like, all right, dude, like, great. Um, it's like, do you know this person? Because you've had six lines on this show. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. That's so helpful. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um, so, like, at the end of the episode, as a make good, everyone shows up. Uh, Sandy, Rhonda, and Allison show up at the soup kitchen, and they're going to fucking make dinner for everybody. Yay. No, no, they show up. To serve dinner. They oh. don't show up to make dinner. They're, they're yep. there when the salad is hitting the table. Yep. They're there to eat dinner. <laughs> you are absolutely correct, <laughs> Eric. And I think this goes to, was it something we were talking about? Jeez, we've been putting out so much stuff lately. I can't remember where this conversation fell. But the idea of, like, we were talking about, like, going to a place where a friend worked and, like, kind of being an asshole. That was in the Vampires episode. Okay, because that's what happens here. They come into this halfway house all singing I'll Be There. Yes. Uh. Again, like, I fucking, I'm, uh, I don't know where my next meal is coming. And by the way, I lost my partner today. You know what I mean? Like, and you're fucking Exactly. Singing, I don't need this shit. Ah. Oh, hey, my parents have refused to talk to me for the last six years since I came out to them. So, by all means, sing this fun song while we eat this bad spaghetti. Ah, Rhonda, this is a Melrose again. I understand okay. that Allison is no longer dating Zach Galligan, but I want my pictures. Rhonda, can you get near Allison and get me pictures of Zach Galligan? Because I need them. Free so rent, Rhonda, so, for Zach Galligan. So he's like the J. Jonah Jameson of wanting to see Zach Galligan naked. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of the episode. Whatever. Oh, we'll see. It you next ends time. with Matt yelling, Chow time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I, that, so um, we'll do this as we always do. Um, we'll go around the horn. Any parting shots? And or are you excited to continue on the Melrose journey? Uh, we'll start with Eric Siska. Oh, uh, I am excited, although it is a bit prudish, which is weird. It's like, obviously, I guess it's riding off of the Reaganism era of being on the war on drugs, but. I'm excited to see what happens next, who we see half nude in the next episode. <laughs> and sure. uh, I'm also excited to get back to our fun loving kids on 90210s. That's right. Uh, anything from you, Chris? Uh, parting shots and or excitements? Oh, I'm excited for the next one just because this sucked. Um, <laughs> yes, it did. It did. It absolutely did. I, I, I'm, looking did. For, for, I'm, I'm looking for it to come back, you know, uh, some yeah. energy. Uh, but yeah, uh, this, this was horrible. Uh, and I don't want to think about it anymore. Uh, yeah. Not enough Billy for you? No. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. No, I know it. no it was not light. enough. Not enough nearly. <laughs> to be honest, it was light on Billy. 
It was, it was very light on Billy. Light on. Uh, well, we didn't have the week four of Jane wants to fuck Michael the series, which is Thank that. God <laughs> yeah. that, that actually makes this episode better in retrospect <laughs> yeah. that we didn't have to deal with them as much. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> anything from you? Uh, I will say the following. You know me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm always excited to stay on this journey, both with Melrose Place and, of course, uh, next week we'll be continuing Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, I do want to put out there, guys, just a little bit of a teaser. You're about to get some fucking Jane and Michael mm. high drama, but and the, I'm just I'm just saying we hate them all so much. The four <laughs> of us, Andrew. Can I? You ask are going to be you're going to be wanting to wear a fucking seatbelt for this one. Listen, Jane, we got to hurry it up. I also got to fix Jake's pipes. <laughs> Look, Jane, the Doctor Seuss shirt is the only shirt I had. Let's do this thing. <laughs> I mean, it's just I think it's a thing like the the pendulum on this show, yeah. such as it is, is like. We were all, you know, this episode did suck. And it's like we're taking a little bit of a breath because we didn't have to deal with any Michael and Jane. And next week, don't worry about it. You're going to get fucking punched in the face with it. I, yeah. I'm, By the way, Steve, when you said correct to fix uh, uh, Jake's pipes, you meant his actual like water pipes at his apartment. And I was thinking you were talking about his urethra. Yeah. Oh, no. He's all, no, he wants to give him a, uh, a vasectomy. That's all. Well, that's the thing, dude, right? Because it's like when you say to someone like, Jake, I'm going to fix the pipes, it's like there's a plumbing issue. When you're like, Jake, I'm going to fix your pipes, you're going to help that dude's dick out. Exactly. That's um, dick help, right? There. Yeah, I'm less. I, I, I'm excited to keep this going. Yeah, I, I do think the show needs to figure out that it's not for babies. Like, Nano Two and you have to. You know, it's a teen show. You can't. They, they have to be like, I have to storm out if there's cocaine. Blah 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 blah. But no, Jake's got to be down the clown, or he's got to really express. He does say like, I don't do that shit anymore, or that crap, or whatever. Um, which is fine. But like, I just want them to be a little more sexy, a little more rowdy, a little more raucous. That's the thing is, like, he just says, like, oh, ew, coke. But it should be, like, you know, hey, Perry, you fucking remember the last time we did blow together <laughs> and, you know, whoever, Gary fucking OD'd yes. in my arms on Sunset Boulevard. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, they should some show. Sort of, they should show yeah, some oh, of this shit. Like, yeah, or do like flashbacks. Have, or have him do a bunch of rails there at the art party and then suddenly he goes out in the desert with her on the bike and crashes, and now he talks like this. <laughs> oh, man. Well, a Gary Busey motorcycle accident is always how we want to end this show, so thank you all for listening. <laughs> uh, we will be back next week uh, with uh, another episode thank of... You. <laughs> with uh, Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose Place and a bunch of great stuff there's a ton of good stuff on Patreon I know you hate when we say it but there mm -hmm. is uh, right, no, yes. we just released an episode on The Thing this week um, we've got an episode that people really love on Qui-Gon Jinn on the Gleep Glossary we've got an episode of Gumby on uh, Animation Damnation we've got a Nexus still yet to drop tons of stuff and a singable commentary of Justice League tons and tons of shit on that feed if you're enjoying this that sort of helps us be able to do this so if you can please give I it also in. say chris please. uh not chris max landis's bright is on there the afternoon oh, right. bright we did a full we hate movies episode on it it's not a we love movies like the new full episodes are on that feed but we have a we hate movies on bright there was a, yeah. a, a limited run of we hate movies prime <laughs> episodes there was that's, that's exactly right Kevin. Uh, so for all of us here in Gary Busey's dead brain, thank you. Uh, I've been Steven Sadak. Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Cotton. Take it easy and remain indoors.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.